All right, Anthony on Air Podcast back for another episode. And we are talking about Bill Gates and Mike Larson's culture of fear. Just breaking shortly before our podcast here. Bill Gates, not a great, uh, not a great guy as we're learning, not a great situation. And we have more on that for you on this episode. Plus a quick update on Ghislaine Maxwell. Guy Fieri signed a big fat new contract with the Food Network. This vaccination smear campaign is pretty interesting. We'll share that with you. Plus the origins of COVID. Ellen has a replacement and it doesn't matter anyway because the bees are taking over. We have video footage we will share with you on why we will all eventually be under the control of bees. You can't see her, but you can hear her. Cuddles joins us on this episode. What up, Cuddles? Hey, how's everyone doing? Say hello, hello. Just like the ending of Jeffrey Epstein, Frankie C and J Seb's whereabouts are a mystery. We just don't know what's going on. It does happen. It does tend to happen that way. All right, let's hop right into Bill Gates and uh, Michael Larson. So uh, if you're new to this, Michael Larson is the guy who runs Cascade Investments, which is the investment arm of the Bill and Melinda Gates empire. So this is what they've been using to beef up all the money that they've been pouring in and out of the foundation. This Michael Larson basically has been controlling all of their assets. They named it Cascade because they thought it was the most inconspicuous, generic-y sounding thing. They didn't want people to be like, oh, Bill Gates bought this and Bill Gates bought that. So that's why they've been going under the name Cascade for years and years and years. We did a whole podcast on this where we uncovered um, the the depths of Cascade and what they own and how they've made their money. We'll put links in the description on the YouTube channel for those of you that are watching over there. And make sure you hit the thumbs up there or Facebook. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate and review. And you can follow us now on Spotify. So... Uh, They did an investigation, as we talked about on that episode, they did an investigation on Michael Larson on whether or not, you know, because there were some allegations, one of their investments had, you know, uh, made an allegation against him that he wasn't nice. Now the story that he had created this culture of fear at Cascade Investments. And this is what they're saying. Um, Coworkers people who work at the company are claiming uh, he has made racist remarks, showed nude pictures of women to his staff. He's made sexist comments. And again, we talked about, I mentioned a second ago, the allegations. Uh, This is supposedly part of what had happened, like part of the whole genesis of he's friends with Epstein yeah. He's got this guy kind of is this like little schism. G- uh, Melinda Gates, very big on female empowerment. This mm-hmm. first allegation comes up. They do an investigation. It doesn't really go anywhere. Melinda asks for further investigation, but they start the divorce process. So it never really finishes. Anyway, the New York Times did a huge investigation on this and uh, they interviewed numerous former Cascade employees reporting that Larson had, quote, judged female employees on their attractiveness, showed colleagues nude photos of women on the Internet, and on several occasions made sexually inappropriate comments. He made racist remarks to black employees. He bullied others. When an employee said she was leaving Cascade, Mr. Larson uh, retaliated by trying to hurt the stock price of the company she planned to join. What is wrong with people? What, what is wrong with, like, really? Come on now. What kind of insane, psychotic Disgusting. asshole do you have to be to tank a company's stock price just to get back at an employee that's leaving? Like, someone who has low self-esteem and is a narcissist, who has issues. I, this is like, Melinda's going to take them all down. I'm telling you, give her a little bit of time. She's gonna stuff's gonna start coming out, and it's gonna be because of Melinda pigs. You know, in an odd way, all the conspiracy theory people that hated the Gateses uh, up until this point have hated both of them, and now it kind of seems like Melinda may be the only hope at blowing the whole lid off of this whole entire thing and getting down to the bottom of whatever the truth is with this organization and Gates and 
you know, and again, there's been some rumblings about Gates himself and the way he treats women. We talked about that one report that was uh, that that said that he always kind of made it a point to overpower Melinda in meetings. He now, looks like a creeper. Well, yeah, he does look like a creeper. He, right, he he gives you that like, ugh, that feeling. That's es- especially now, I feel like in the last four weeks, more than ever, you kind of have that feeling because. Of all this shit that's coming out. Because you, people have felt that way, that he's like creepy. But yeah. you're like, oh, he donates a lot of money. He's trying to do all this good. So you kind of like that goes to the back. But now that you know that he might not be such a good person and he's got a lot coming out about him. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, you're disgusting. You are like, you're, you're slowly inching up to Epstein. You're slowly getting there, creeper. Well, he's done a lot of... I, I clearly can't drink spill water all over myself. He's slowly... Um, yeah, he's he's done he's done some good, is the thing. Uh, but again, as I've been saying, it's not mutually exclusive. You can do good things and still do really bad things. It's no, It doesn't have to be, you know, one or the other. Yeah, you have to watch out sometimes for those people <clears throat> like him because yeah. they're trying to... They do bad things, so they feel like it's okay because they do good things elsewhere. Um, it's like a guilt. You, he is like a guilty conscience. But here's my here's what really bothers me about this. You know, there are a lot of I, I've worked for companies that struggled, and it's not a great environment to be in, yeah. right? Like, you know, they're worried about making payroll in some instances. You know, b- bad things happen amongst employees that cause domino effects and you know we've kind of been across the the gamut uh, of uh, of organizations work for good organizations and work yeah. for some that was a lot it was really kind of touch and go there um you're working for one of the wealthiest people on the planet you know what i'm saying like yeah. in this place you have the opportunity to create a culture that is the absolute best work environment culture on the planet you know what I'm saying? Like from yeah. top to bottom, you can have the best human resource people so that things like this don't, you know, poison your staff. You don't have a bad person, you know, in the organization ruining it for everybody else. Down to all the way, you can have the nicest chairs and computers and desks and break time and, you know, unlimited vacations is such a popular thing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this, this should be the best place to work for. And that's the sad thing is because that like the foundation and everything are trying to do such good for the world and help these people. But the people that are working for the foundation, for these companies are treated horrible. Yeah. And they're abused. It's disgusting. You have. It really is. You have $50 billion and your only job is to basically not lose. You know what? You know what $50 billion does? Like a compound interest wise. This is why this guy's <laughs> never been knocked off the list because that money just keeps on making more money. You yeah. know, you know that you could literally do nothing with that money, nothing, and still make a ton of money off of it. So. Why would this guy create this sort of a culture and feeling, right, amongst the workplace, and then Bill Gates support him? It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm sure everybody watching, listening, can if you had endless amounts of money, this is what people in shitty jobs dream about all the time. Like if I was the boss and we had all this money, I would do things so much different. I would have, you know, yeah. great snack. You could ha- you could have shrimp cocktail four o'clock every day. It could be shrimp cocktail hour. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be yeah. the greatest situation ever. To be fair, um, in a statement to the newspaper, a spokesman for Cascade said, and I quote. During his tenure, Mr. Larson has managed over 380 people, and there have been fewer than five complaints related to him in total. Any complaint was investigated and treated seriously and fully examined, and none merited Mr. Larson's dismissal. Larson told the Times, calling uh, BMGI a toxic work environment is unfair to the 160 professionals who make up our team and our culture. Courtney Wade, a spokesperson, a spokeswoman, 
for Melinda French Gates said, quote, Melinda unequivocally condemns disrespectful and inappropriate conduct in the workplace. She was unaware of most of these allegations given her lack of ownership of and control over BMGI. <clears throat> so she's saying that she didn't know anything, but previous reports were that there was an investigation done and she called for a further investigation after mm -hmm. after the uh the allegation with the bike shop girl the bike company was settled she she didn't she wasn't happy with them just settling out of court she wanted to know what was going on yeah goes the story the first time around so what account is really true i'm not entirely sure that's crazy. I'm sorry. So just because it was five complaints, like after one, <laughs> it sh it should end. Yeah. Not not get to two, three, four, five. That that's five too many. It's like when does it stop then? Yeah. Again, five. So yeah. now wait. If they weren't divorcing and all of this wasn't happening, w it would it have kept going? Would this never have been investigated even for like? five could have turned into 15 20 true like good point good point i give up on people <laughs> yeah it's a good point yeah five is too that's a great five is too many because again you know i feel like in workplaces when their stress is high that's that's the time where bosses lose their cool maybe they'll yell at somebody tensions are running high but when you you shouldn't have that whatsoever at all like yeah. the, the only complaint against the boss at this place should be like he always had delicious lollipops on his desk the candy selection was insane and i gained too much weight while while i was there those yeah. should be the type of complaint it should be fucking willy wonka's factory they should be like we drank the fizzy pop and we couldn't come down for 20 minutes but we had a blast that should be the complaints that they get at this place yeah, like, you know, not enough variety of, like, cream cheese for the bagels every morning. Something like that. <laughs> not someone, be, you know, getting yeah. called a racial slur or a sexual harassment. Like, those aren't, no. No. By the way, I've been meaning to tell you that I'm a little unhappy with the variety of cream cheese that we have at the house. Like I don't care. <laughs> I'd like us to step that up a bit if we can. It'd be great. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll be I'll be calling the New York Times on, on your attitude. Okay. <laughs> Give them my number. Uh, let's get a box. Let's get let's get a complaint box for the house. Well, let's do that. And just like you remember in the office how they read yeah those complaints. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll have a meeting once. A no, week that's a complaints. bad idea because I feel like between you and the two kids, uh, there there might be too many complaints against me. So let's let's hold off on the complaint. Uh, well, the now is the best time because our son's just learning how to write, and our daughter can't decide if she's a lefty or a righty. So <laughs> we're good. All right, Ghislaine update. Uh, so typical BS from Ghislaine. She's seeking to dismiss uh, the the new indictment. Uh, she's citing that prosecutors are overreaching. Uh, she filed a complaint on Tuesday in federal court uh, saying that uh, they're out to, quote unquote, get her. Uh, again, she's made similar allegations of, you know, she's become the fall person for Epstein and blah, 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 so on and so forth. It's not a great um, it's not a revolutionary update, but. Again, she just continues to seem to throw everything she possibly can up against the wall to see if it sticks. Part two of this, part B of this is, we discussed that there were three productions um, already uh, going for documentaries of Ghislaine Maxwell. You could add that to four now because Peacock, home of The Office, has announced a new uh, original documentary called Epstein's Shadow, Ghislaine Maxwell, where they interview a bunch of people who knew Ghislaine and sort of give the background on her and um, how she came to be uh, with Jeffrey. They kind of position it in the trailer that she was the one who knew a lot of celebrities and mm -hmm. show businessy type people and that that's how he was able to kind of get his grips into that sort of end of society, that he was sort of this money guy 
and the celebs and everything kind of came from from yeah. her end. So she was the buffer between like the liaison between Basically, yeah, and there's a shot that I hadn't seen before of Ghislaine, Naomi Watts, I th- I might have seen it once before. It's Ghislaine, Naomi Watts, uh Trump and Melania. Um, and the reason why it kind of stands out in the documentary trailer is because all we really see of Trump and Epstein is that 1990, whatever, yeah. yeah, down at Mar-a-Lago from like a billion years ago. That was pre-Melania. Uh, so uh, the fact that that relationship kept going, although I shouldn't really say that because it was a shot. Who knows if there was a you know, relationship, you know, like they could have just ran yeah. into each other at a party taking that picture and... You know, it is what it is. But I, I don't know. Maybe it was a really, you know, maybe they were continuing to talk. Who who really knows? Um, but that uh, that is one of the things that hopped out in this uh, new documentary. Now, I will say this must have been in the work for a little while because it's going to premiere June 24th. Today's May 26th. So about a month away from this hitting um, yeah. Peacock. And I think it's free to watch. Like, I think there's a free level of peacock where you got to watch commercials um but uh other than that i think everybody's gonna have access to this even if you don't pay for a peacock or have it as of right now it sounds interesting yeah i'm gonna watch pretzel day right before this uh Uh, because that always puts me in a good or maybe after to kind of take me out of the gross feeling of uh watching this, this piece of shit that bitch yeah but on pretzel day, well, I like pretzel day. <laughs> Stanley the manly. All right, yep. Guy Fieri. Speaking of man, did you see Guy Fieri's new contract? No, I didn't. Do you want to take a stab at what the Food Network is forking over to him on a new three-year deal? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go about like sixty to sixty-five million. $80 million. No way. That blue, that, oh my God. Are you serious? Flavortown just got a bit more expensive, let me tell you. What? Maybe $80 million. Maybe will go get his, the, the tips of his hair done professionally? They're going to get even more platinum. They're more platinum I cannot believe they're shelling out that kind of money. $80 million. Um, diners, drive-ins, and dives. And Guy's Grocery Games are basically the only two things that he does anymore. They really don't do those. Remember when the, the Food Network used to do all those like awesome, like, here's the best uh, steak place or here's where you can get the best poutine. And there would be like 20 Food Network stars all talking head style. Oh, wait, yeah, it was it was like the best where, dish. Do you want to know where your favorite chefs go to eat, where we like to eat? Yes. I love, those I actually liked. Those are great. I, those were really, really good. Yeah. This is when the Food Network still talked about food before it turned into the Game Show Network or the Travel Channel. You know me. I loved the Food Network. And I liked Guy. You and I went on a Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives like road trip. The, I, right? I wish you wouldn't have said that. But yes, this is true. <laughs> we but, be quiet. We did um, buy the book and plan a trip all based around. I, no, 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 no. You didn't buy the book. I bought the book. It was you my book. book. Those were my books. Okay. And that was a while um, ago. And to defend ourselves from the kids out there years. on the internet, this was pre-food craze on the internet. This was like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Was Instagram even around? No. It was pre-Instagram. No. And it was like the beginning of face, like the beginning of Facebook when it just stopped being a college thing. You're right. Wow. You're right. You're like, right. You know what? You're right. So this I is really, that. really pre-food internet. Yeah. Yep. This is, yeah, this I, is, yeah. I wonder if this was even before Yelp. Probably. I'm, I'm, this, it's at least like 11, 12 years, at least. I just remember, gather around kids. I want to tell a story to all the youngins <laughs> out there. Back in the day, we used to have to read books to find out where to go when we were going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And we had a map quest that literally put the addresses in and print it out. That's right. Well, oh my God. Okay, print. Do you remember? <laughs> and it would be like it. T- it'll take you an hour and twenty five minutes to get there. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. 
and we had to plot it because we didn't know where we were going. So we we're like, should we go here? Should we stay there? Should we hit this place first? Yeah. There's a lot of planning that went into that diners, drive-ins, and dives <sighs> trip. I did. But that I was did. fun as hell. But at least it wasn't like when we used to take road trips with like my father, when he would break out the huge unfoldy map and have to like oh, circle everything. Oh, he still everything. breaks that out. And we're in the day and age of technology and he's still whipping it yeah. out. And your son loves maps and, and loves all that stuff too. But, the, but you're right. This is not far from the tree. This is when the print the map out days, which is now just frankly unheard of. Yeah. That anybody would print out directions. I know. I just, I, I just hook up my phone in the truck. Yeah, and it tells me what to do, and my watch vibrates. My Apple Watch vibrates to let me know when stuff's coming up, like like when a turn is coming up. Insane. Yeah, it vibrates. Insane. And to credit, you were just teasing about my father. He literally, does, he'll like my father's up there in age. He'll use the map. He'll use the Apple yes. uh, Maps too. But he still studies yeah. it way in advance, like he used to when he was break out the old foldy maps yes. back in the day. <laughs> Yes, and he goes to the triple A store. Yeah, like the trip place again. God, I love that man. But again, not to sound like I have an AARP card in my pocket, which is nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, um, there was something. I feel like an old like audiophile. Like there's something about records. They're just so much better. Uh, which is true because you bought it, you saved up for it, you would stare at it. It was physical. You know, you had a yeah. more personal relationship with the music. I love being able to take a billion songs with me now anywhere I go. That's so much better. But there was something, the relationship was different back in the day. And the same holds true with this where there was something to watching the show on TV being like, oh my God, that looks so good. Then being able yeah. to buy the book with all like the secrets in it. Like, yes, because there was no other way to ascertain that information. Mm. And then make the plans, do the driving, and every like there was something to yeah. it. So like when you got there, you were like, "I have a list. I still have the list." Years later, it's in my phone. Do you still have the list? I still have. Do you remember the place that made the own, their own raviolis? Oh, we never I went there though. No, we didn't. It's either is it in Boston? It was in Boston, or, right? I swear to you, I still have like a whole list. Of places that I want to go in, like Texas, like down south, and I, I have, I, I, I still, wish to go. Man. I still dream about that Boston rap. We this place was on diners, drivers, and dives. They put like a pound and a half of lobster into their yeah, lobster ravioli that, that they good. make fresh every single day. It looked yeah. amazing. It really that looked amazing. Was. But we went to Connecticut. We went to the hot dog place. I remember everything was good. Yeah. No, everything really was good. I thought it was But you know it's fun. You know what's weird about now? I feel like no matter where you go, upstate New York, Delaware, Montana, like it doesn't matter. Because of Yelp and because of Instagram, you can find like there's a great foodie place everywhere, no matter where you go. You don't have to seek it out that much anymore because a five minute search on Yelp or Instagram and you'll find it, you know. Yep. You know, it's not it's not hard anymore. It's made it really easy and you can like go right to Yelp, put the where you're going and what you want. Yeah. And it'll give you like everything. Also, even if it's like even if it's on the menu and it's not like if you're looking for something specific, if it's on the menu, it's out, like you can get really specific and I love that. I also feel like it's to the detriment of like New York City and you know, Philadelphia, whatever, like these food, like, cause I remember growing up, we used to be like, you don't, you never wanted to leave New York because what were you going to eat? Like we, there was the idea of going somewhere else and not having pizza or Chinese food that we have, you know, I mean, the, yeah. the classic, uh, uh, my cousin Vinny line, how's your Chinese food? You know, exactly. <laughs> We, exactly. We were terrified. But now I feel like there's great food friggin' everywhere. Yeah. There are. I would love to do something. Starving. I'm not even mad about the fact that Guy Fieri's making eighty million in three years. I know, I know, and he still wears those flip flops. 
But here's the thing. You know what I always hated about Guy Fieri? And you know what's funny? His restaurants always got slammed. Like, he's never gotten a great review on a restaurant. Is it just his personality that everyone likes? I don't know. But they love him. That's the thing. And and people will shit on him and take shots at him. And Bourdain, who I love more than anything, always loved to poke fun at the Food Network people. And hated yeah. that whole scene. But I still, like, Guy Fieri is loved. He's, a, he's you know, by the way, did a lot of work to keep the restaurants going throughout the pandemic. Yes. Yes, he did. Like, did he a did. lot. And here's the classic, um, don't hate the player, hate the game. They're going to pay him $80 million for three years. Can you guess how much Food Network has generated from Guy Fieri? In 2020 alone. Oh, it's probably more. Is it? Is it? Is it like 100 million? Like they made more money than they're going to pay him? Take a guess. Well, I, that's that's that would be good business. Yeah, take a guess. Well, they have other things. He's not the only one. Uh, like 125 mil. 125 million. Yeah. I would say that's a good guess. That's a fair guess. How much really is it? Two hundred and thirty million dollars. Jesus Christ! So eighty million over three years—he's kind of underpaid. Yeah, uh, he's getting screwed. Pissed. Yeah, be pretty pissed. Guy Fieri actually has a shitty agent. You know? Yeah, I would be his manager, agent, whoever. I'd be pissed at them too. Yeah, yeah, and the weird thing is. Like, if you know that, like, if you're Guy Fieri and you know that, why would you give your brand to Food Network? You could do Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives on your own and put it on YouTube or sell it to some other network if you really needed to. But literally, you could put it on YouTube, control it yourself, sell your own ads, and make all that money yourself. Is it just easier, like have them do all that and him just get paid and it's just you know they're a fine-tuned you know machine that knows what they're doing it's just easier that way oh boy is it take it from somebody who knows what it's like to run all facets of one of these fucking things yeah it's a lot easier to show up on set and be like what am i eating okay i'll take a bite Mm, flavor town and go home now you know why yeah, that's you're probably right. It's it's worth it's worth passing up on a hundred and se- what's the difference between eighty million and two? What I say two thirty? It's worth it's worth leaving hundred and fifty million dollars on the table for. That's yeah. for damn sure. Right. That is for damn sure. Um. So congrats to Guy Fieri. And can I also mention that um we could use a loan over here at AnthonyOnAir.com. Yeah, Mama wants to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You owe us for buying your your book twenty five years ago. Plural, plural. That's Books. right. When the second one came out, we were like, no, ecstatic. I had like three of them. That's true. There was volumes upon volumes, but it lost its fire after a while. Don't you feel like after a while, like you're kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel a bit with some of these places? Yeah, and then they were going back to places. To like see how like update like see how they are yeah and it's like oh you you doing bad on you also not to throw the fraud cha- cha- uh, you know charge around but did we ever see him go into a drive-in because I'm not a hundred percent sure that ever actually happened and it's supposed to be a third of the show just saying no you're, I don't remember you're gonna get the hard hitting news here on the uh, Anthony yeah. Air podcast that's for sure. Yep. Aren't you lucky? Aren't you? Aren't all of you lucky? Um, There's a vaccine smear campaign going on. I found this to be pretty interesting of a story. So a couple of social media influencers have come out and said that a marketing agency, this is in France, by the way, Social media influencers in France with hundreds of thousands of followers said a mysterious advertising agency offered to pay them if they agreed to smear Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine with negative fake stories. French YouTuber Leo Grasset was among those contacted. He said that he was offered a potentially lucrative but also hush-hush deal to make bogus claims that the Pfizer vaccine poses a deadly risk 
and that regulators and mainstream media are covering up the supposed dangers. Uh, Grasset, who has 1.1 million subscribers on YouTube, say says he refused other French-based influencers with sizable audiences on Twitter, Instagram, and other platforms also said they were contacted with similar offers of payment for posts. Kind of crazy, no? Yes, um, but have they put any proof forward? Because not for nothing, a lot of these like influencers that are on social media, I don't believe them. After that fire, you remember that? What was that thing that we oh, watched? Oh, fire, fire Fest? Fire yeah, fire after fest, Fire so? Fest, it's like, I don't believe you. Like, show me the proof. Yeah. Show me what you got, and then we'll talk. Yeah, people don't talk about it. That's a great point. Firefest was a real down moment for social media and for influencers. Like, a real down moment. Yeah, that's why I don't believe a lot of them. So show me your proof, or I ain't believing. And that was, like, everybody. Remember, like, every huge Instagrammer changed yeah, their profile picture. The, I'm the, sorry. They yeah. lost so much credibility. Yeah, that's why, That's why. you know, again, we you know, we talk about this, and I, I always say that I, we, we got we got our integrity through the radio because you had to. You had to be trustworthy or else the audience would abandon you. If you were talking about a good restaurant or a great bar mm-hmm. or a product and it didn't work and it wasn't good and you were misrepresenting, you lost audience for that. And so this kind of thing gets built up and instilled inside of you, you know, from years and years of radio. But social media people didn't really they don't really have that you know a lot of them kind of exploded and they're making their mistakes with yeah millions of people watching whereas you know radio guys who are grinding like i did you know like frank did with tiny audiences and you grind you build it up yourself it becomes so important to you you don't want to lose it so you don't back anything that you don't believe in but some of these social media people they'll just yeah. take they'll just take any any kind of money yeah i like stopped following a lot of like social media like influencers bloggers not even like people that would have been interested in the the fire thing just like they just didn't seem authentic anymore and they didn't seem like real and it just got to be and i'm just like i'm over it i've i've had like i've talked to like i I remember I, i won't say names but there was this one, you know, and I remember, you know, like I, I had a meeting with her and, you know, she's like, oh, I'm a social media influencer. And I was like, oh, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a social media influencer. And I was like, no, I get it. But like what? Like we do a podcast. We do a radio show. We do the podcast. Like we have a product like the show is the product. What are you offering to people? And she's like, you know. I, you know, I'll go take pictures of places. I'm like, so people are just. Oh God! And I said, I said to her, I go, if people stopped paying you for exposure to your audience, which I didn't really know if she built legitimately or not, I'm like, what would you do? Where would you go? It's like yeah. nobody's paying you to wear a dress that week or go have tea someplace. What is your? And she's like, I'll just snap some pictures, and I'm just kind of like, I, you know, I call me biased, so that I got, you know. You gotta have there's gotta be a hook, and I'm not saying it has to be yeah. a podcast, but being able to draw or fix stuff or DIY backyard or whatever like that to me is somebody that is worth following. I just take pictures at places, you're yeah. gonna lose people after a little while, kind of like you said. One day, my wife came to me, she goes, I, I just stopped following all the people I follow on Instagram, so I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I don't. I just stopped. I started following the girl uh, from Jersey Shore. Who's the one the, who was dating the Ronnie guy? I forget what her name is. Sam? No, no, the other one he had the kid with. Jen? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I saw, I, I forgot why I followed her in the beginning. It was something that was going on on the show. And then I just never stopped following her. And now I literally follow her to get angry. Because she pumps these products that I know she doesn't give a shit about. Yeah. And the the other day was the worst one ever. She was like, oh, I'm playing this game. And then like she was like, they were showing her play. And then she was horrible at the game. And she's like, I love this game. I play for hours. 
And it was literally one story clip. God knows how much she got paid for it. And like, I don't even know if it's working for these companies. So annoying. Yeah, it's so it's so strange. But anyway, I mean, it just goes to show you that, you know, I try and explain this to people. Social media is so dangerous because negativity spreads there faster than anything else. A positive story will die on the vine, but a negative story will just fly. And that's why, like, the QAnon guy, it's the same thing. Like, when you get that audience, you sometimes are so desperate to keep them, you got to just keep perpetuating this bullshit. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these people tend to do, you know? Yeah, and fake. It's just fake. It's fake. 100% fake. But there's something... And then you got to keep going. You have to keep being fake and, and like showing yeah. this perfectness and i all and it's like no yeah we call no. it we call it feeding the beast you know you get this beast and then you gotta you know you gotta feed the beast and it's terrible for girls too because what happens and this happened a lot on instagram and tiktok the same thing girl shows her hoodies and shakes her rear end and gets a thousand likes and 100 followers every time she does it and then she gets sick of like showing her body off and tries to do something else and gets nothing. And then yes. like that depression sets in. I'm like, oh, what am I doing wrong? And blah, blah, blah. And this. And then she just starts posting the, the, the hoodie wiggle shake shots again. And then that's it. Before you know it, that's all she is to, to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And that's a shitty place to be. Yes. 100%. That's why I that. stopped showing my rear end on uh, uh, social media. You know, because I'm. <laughs> that's, that's not the reason. I'm don't, more than. I'm more than. Don't. Just a, a sweet tush. Um, a lot of speculation that this was like other uh, vaccine companies. I doubt it because if one's bad, they're all bad. You know, I don't think they would take each other down like that. Um, yeah. This is coming from God knows where. If, if it was even real at all, I mean, who really knows? But people are so desperate to believe these stories. Yeah, people telling you all the time, did you hear about this in the vaccine? Did you hear about that in the vaccine? And it's like... Yeah. But why do you think that? Why are we so thirsty for uh, this crap? I don't... Yeah, we, we, I, we love negativity. It's the reason why we slow down on the, on the highway to look at an accident. There's, there's something about... It's the reason Misery why... We, loves company? Yeah, it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit... It's the reason why we go on, you know... Um, bit of everything. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the reason why we go on uh, roller coasters, right? We want to feel that that fear of death and come and uh, but safely, you know, jumping out of airplanes. It's all it's all connected in the same thing. It's why we go to the movies and watch the 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 movies about aliens coming and destroying the entire planet, right? Like we just you love to see it. It's like a safe. It's a safe way to yeah. It's like a safe way to experience all that stuff in a, in a weird, you know, odd way. I don't Is know. that why we love like zombie movies and stuff? Yeah, so that we know what not to do. Yeah, completely. That's not true. Uh, the origins of COVID nineteen has become quite the topic of conversation over the last couple of days, and I'm surprised. This kind of caught me off guard because I remember them saying. It was came from a bat and a wet market and somebody ate the bat yeah. and that's what started this. And then there was the the Wuhan lab and it could have broken out from there. Um, and then at some point, and I feel like I must have missed this because I remember like those early conversations and just saying to myself, it's going to be years, years until we really figure out and get right down to the bottom of what exactly happened. You know, you go to every major historical event, they're still uncovering shit that we never figured out before, you, you yeah. know? Like, it was only like a couple of years ago where they figured out that the car that Kennedy was driving in wasn't the standard model, that it was different, which put him at a different angle, which kind of explained, you know, all this. so like they're always uncovering stuff, you know, when it comes to these things. So I was like, whatever, who cares where it came from? Cause it's, we're not going to know for a long time. It's not, you know, we're lucky we got a vaccine this quick. It's just going to take a long time to realize. Yeah. And I think 
it's imp- it's important to know where it came from so we can make sure that it never happens super again important. yeah of course um but i will be very very happy when when i don't have to hear the word covid on a day uh, on every like 15 seconds but i guess it's very happy i'm so tired of it I guess at some point, and I feel like I might have missed this in my just, I'm going to ignore the origin story until we kind of have some time. Um, I guess at some point, the Trump administration was kind of saying like, hey, maybe it was the lab, and they started investigating it. And I guess there was a huge backlash from all kinds of people, including Fauci, who was like, you know, he was kind of more on the, 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 it jumped from an animal side. Yeah. Um, but they've never but, been able to find an animal that's got it. Yeah, and then I don't I I'm almost positive yesterday I I had read somewhere that like two scientists from that lab had gone to the had gone to the hospital sick in November of 2019. Well, that's the new story. And and uh Wall Street, not the Wall Street Journal, Washington Post or Wall Street Journal or somebody, and then it was confirmed it was three scientists from the lab. Ooh had shown symptoms um, and have gone to the hospital prior to everything kind of breaking loose. Um, so but, then could it have been like that? Like they they, yeah. they were sick, they came out, and then that's how it... Well, it could have been, it couldn't have been, because if you look at it, it's the same sort of symptoms as, as the flu, right? So Yeah, but wasn't it, didn't, didn't like Cuomo say that it was in New York before 2020? Like well, the first cases were like December. What had happened was is they discovered in uh, people who donated blood. Yeah. Like they went back and analyzed blood that was donated prior to March and they found it in the blood. They, wow. they found traces of the, the uh, antibodies, I guess, in the blood. So it had been here before the shutdown for sure. We, we know that. But this is going back to December, November of 2019. They these three scientists sort of came came down with it, and then there was this extreme backlash against the Trump administration for saying that it could have come from the lab, which I don't understand. Maybe you can explain this to me, but I have a feeling you can't. What does it? It like how I. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's important that we find out what happened. Yes. But how are we taking sides? Like, who's who's like, oh, that's impossible. This is, are you crazy? Like, you know, like, let the investigators investigate it. Let them figure it out. What yeah. difference? Because what are you trying to hide? If, you're, if it's not, if you're trying to stop an investigation or you're like, oh, we shouldn't do this. Like, that what are you hiding well so here's the thing okay so here's a couple of things to note now huh. they were criticizing the shit out of biden because biden shut down a state department investigation so that story came out everybody lost their shit the story evolves in that yes he did turn that he did stop that because Barr and the trump administration started it but he also uh reached out to other parts of the government to do their investigation. In fact, the headline is Biden orders spy agencies to review whether COVID-19 came from Wuhan lab, which I will say is pretty much the first utter failure of said spy agencies. That yeah. They know. Uh, why would you say that? <laughs> How would we know that? You know, but it's not just the spy agencies. He, I forget what other, another part of the government, uh, you know, uh, secure national security, whatever it was, the, he just he just switched it over to something else. But here's the interesting tidbits on it. Fauci and the United States of America gave money to this lab in Wuhan. So people are going to be like, oh, you know, the scandal. And we, this is this is where a lot of the crazy conspiracy theories are born from. And according to Fauci, now here's this is where Rand Paul and Fauci, they're getting into it. So I'll give you I'll give you all, this is what everybody knows. These are the facts right now, as we know. According to Fauci, they gave a hundred grand over a number of years, which totaled to like around six hundred thousand dollars. Now, Rand Paul said it was slightly more than that. Before people get up in arms, we give a lot of money to a lot of different things 
all across yeah. the world. It's not an uncommon thing. Yeah, of to be to be throwing some money around. But Rand Paul's point is, if Fauci and his you know organization gave the money, they should be recused from investigating whether or not it came from the lab. Makes sense to me. Yes, I'll does. I'll yield to that. Let somebody else do the investigating. But the thing is, is Rand. Here's where I disagree with Rand Paul. He's saying that Fauci would be culpable in, you know, he, if it if it's found out that it was leaked from the lab, and you know that I kind of disagree with because it's like you're giving tons of money all over the place. And according to, and this is what we really need to find out. So before people are like, oh, you're defending Fauci. According to Fauci, and Rand Paul hasn't denied this, although he says, I just want to find out. Uh, they, I forget they call it something of gain, meaning they gave the money to them because they were doing research not to take these diseases and put them into people. So if you're doing that sort of work, you are not getting money from the United States of America. What the governments were trying to do, and this is over a number of years, mm -hmm. what they're trying to do is research on these viruses. What are they what are they made up of? How could we stop them? How could we cure them? Is okay. there, you know, like it, it's like it's just like cancer research. It's the same thing. Yeah. But where again, where the conspiracy theory is People are going to lie and you can't really quite argue with them is you're giving money to a lab in another country. How much like you better damn. Sh I feel like now we'll really this is like after 9-11 when it's like, guess what? The cockpit doors closed no matter what. Like it doesn't matter. You'd have a masker in the back of that plane. That door is not opening. We learned that lesson on that day and we've never walked back from that. I feel like this is the same thing where if we're putting money out to people, we better damn sure know, be able to inspect on a weekly basis, who knows what, that they're not doing something funky with that, with what they're testing and that they're testing in preventative ways to make sure they know about the virus so they could stop a virus yeah, and not experimenting with yeah. a biological weapon for lack of a better term. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, and then, so Rand Paul, it was an interview that was very well done on Fox, and he was, you know, the guy who was interviewing him said, are you accusing him, uh, uh, Fauci, of all? He said, no, I'm not. He said, but I'm saying we have to find out, you know, what's what, and Fauci shouldn't be a part of any sort of investigation. Because Fauci, like a year ago, was like, I don't know, we don't have any evidence saying that it came out of this lab, so we have to assume it jumped from an animal, but now Fauci is on the same side. And by the way, Fauci, scientist, here's what drives me crazy about that. Stop Monday morning quarterbacking these people. Their ideas and thoughts changed as the data and information changed. Yeah. You know, they want to keep throwing the Fauci said not to wear masks thing. But that was at a different time before they knew, you know, how this stuff really got spread around. By the way, now, the story now is... People are saying stop with the theater of cleaning stuff. Stop wiping things down. The the Lysol sprays and the wipes and everything because the odds of getting it that way are now we're learning are so minimal. Yeah, our house was so clean at that time. Remember, remember we were wiping everything down in the beginning. I can remember But it's like, it's like a year and a half now. What what's taken them so long? A year and a half you've had to start to figure out things. It should have been not that we're waiting a year and a half to find out how it got out or yeah, I know. how it came about. But and that's now it's out. But now what like what, year and a half? Really? It kind of t it takes a while. By the way, Spanish flu was around for two or three years before they figured. Before they figured out where it came from and, and everything or how to handle it or any of that stuff. Yeah, that was 100 years ago. It was 100 years ago. We, we're putting things in, you know, like we're, we're putting people, we got like Elon Musk making <laughs> electric cars and sending people onto but other like planets and stuff. This is, this is look. A different time now. I get what you're saying. And this is going to be an unpopular sentiment, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
we're going to look back at it and it's hard to take this because we've all just gone through it but we're going to look back on this years from now and go from from shutdown to vaccination that was pretty damn quick we actually did a pretty good job getting it done pretty damn quick now here on long island 70 over 70 percent of the population 18 and over are vaccinated on long island now our numbers on long island are better than the country's national average but um that just goes to show you that the anti-vax people are are kind of not really 50 percent of the of the country and i think that number is going to continue to grow what was that Whoever said that they're 50% of the country is like crazy. Yeah. Hey, listen, with all they're trying to incentivize people to get it and all these, like, some people might be talking like, now they want to give kids uh, a lottery to send kids yeah. to college and the tuition and everything. They're people really, are just waiting for a better deal. Yeah, exactly. Hold out. Hold out. Soon, who knows what they get. You could be in the, you could you could get a car out of it. Yeah. Wait, but I don't I don't think, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters too much about how it got out in the sense that it only really matters that we just kind of know. So it doesn't happen again. You know, exactly. Exactly. To be, you know, preventative. We don't. Yeah. Something like this to ever happen again. And I do also think that either way. You know, there has to be some sort of responsibility, and I've said this before, from China on, like, it originated from that country. Whether it came from a bat or a lab, certainly feels worse that a lab is sort of man-made and a man-made mistake. You know what I mean? But either way, you know, there, there should be some form of responsibility to the global... Uh, community what that is i don't know but there should be something something there i mean they've got to feel bad all right don't, look at do, italy look what happened yeah there and i also think that this fear of like this rise of like asian hate and i, and I know there's probably some truth to that but i would hope that any sane individual will realize that what the Chinese government is responsible for has yeah. nothing to do with everyday Chinese and Asian people yeah, that are I've, living here in our country and our communities. Like there's, there should be no yeah. begrudging them whatsoever. It's got nothing to do with anything. Could have just as easily been our government or another government. You, exactly. well, you would hold that government responsible, not their people. Exactly. And they, I mean, they, had an outbreak just like us they had the pandemic just like us so they had people i mean we don't know the extent there because we don't know a lot that goes on there but you know they lost people too so you can't really do it's the government it's the communist government which is the big problem because you know and and that's what i would say is first priority is whatever it is you've got to get china on board because you got to find out what happen and they are they loved a cover-up they love cover they, they're not exactly ones to be open and sharing with the the rest of the world which is a very very bad thing yeah. a very very bad thing but i still and you can call me naive i still don't think that this was used in any sort of malay i don't think this was the intention no i don't think it was it was it was used to like I, I hate saying it, but put out to kill as a weapon, or, yeah, or as a weapon, or to or to stop with the population because no, I think it was just as they're saying these three scientists went to the hospital. I think that there was just a lack of like a protocol or not getting yeah. key to it, and that's how because if those people had it and then they went to the hospital and then they gave it to people in the hospital, you know, and then it gets spreads and. And who knows? I mean, like, we know our hospitals are great. Like, I mean, some. But, you know, who knows what theirs are really like? So yeah. who knows? You know, it's it's one little cough near someone. And like they said, it's airborne. Well, 
Well, plus they were dealing with such a new thing. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's yeah. not like this comes with a manual. Like we now know a year and a half's worth of information. They didn't know that then. They had no, no idea. So, no. but that's the point. Like that's why we need to know and get to the bottom of it so that not them, us, or any other country makes this sort of similar mistake in in the future. But again, I, I, I akin to an airplane crash Everybody goes, oh, now's the safest time to fly because everybody's on top of their game checking, double checking everything. It's the same thing. I don't think we have another one of these because we kind of will be able to know and see the signs. And I think that if something were like this were to happen again, an immediate shutdown would happen everywhere like or in the country it's in. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, let's check and see what's what. Because, again, who knows what would have happened if we would have stopped travel from everywhere the second this really started to percolate in China. I can remember hearing about this. Yeah. And it being such a little story and a, and a, a world news story, not a local news story, because it was in China and all this. Mm-hmm. But I remember when the doctor who discovered it died, I was like, this is, yeah. a, this is a bad thing. Because if the guy who if the guy you know it got him too you know this is this is bad and again that goes to my point of if you're going to release a weapon to the world it you you don't want it to wipe out your people as well and that's clearly (laughs) what happened here so yeah um speaking of wiping out ellen is going giving up her show we knew that she's got a couple more years to finish up the contract no surprise on the takeover did you see the story you know who's taking over her Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. And you know who couldn't be more excited? Who? Kelly Clarkson's soon-to-be ex-husband, who is, I'm sure, redrafting his list of demands on what he wants for that spousal (laughs) support. Uh, He has, doesn't he have money? He's got money. He was asking for some crazy, like, $100,000 a week insane shit demands. But now he's like, screw that. She's getting Ellen money. I want more. I want a hundred percent more money. I like Kelly Clarkson. I know she some she annoys some people, but I like her. Yeah, I don't really watch the show. Have you ever really watched the show or like more than clip? I've seen her show sometimes. Yeah, you know, I've seen little things here and there. I like her. I think she's more relatable than Ellen. Mm. Ellen just looks annoying. Yeah, I will say though, Ellen's a comic, so I always root for the comic because they know how to be funny. I don't know if. That's really uh, Kelly Clarkson's thing. Not to say that she can't she's hire. She's really relatable because she's like a mom. Yeah. And she talks about that a lot. And she talks about drinking. And I'm all, you know, like I'm all for that. And I'm she's she's a good performer. She's funny. She could be like she can hire comics to write stuff for her. You know. Yeah. And she talks about food and, and she likes food. And, you but know, it's- I just like that. It's kind of crazy because it's kind of like Fallon 2.0. It's like Fallon Strikes Again. It's like this huge feud between Leno and Conan happened for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy Fallon slides right into The Tonight Show. And it's kind of the same thing here where it's like all this stuff with Ellen. You know, she kind of came up and took that Oprah spot when Oprah left and kind of became the number one, you know, talk show person. And Kelly Clarkson, who started like really five minutes ago, is going to just slide right into that massive slot. Yeah. But it's a good move because it's like, who the hell else are you going to really get to who's got that sort of, you know, experience, you know, experience and like likability. Yeah. And I and that's a huge part of that, because you just have to be likable to appeal to that sort of audience, you know? Yeah. Cause that's what people want at three o'clock in the afternoon. They don't want a cute. They want somebody. They they like. Oh, I you know. They want somebody easygoing. They want somebody likable. You know, basically. Um. So congrats to Kelly Clarkson. I guess the story now sort of turns to who takes her spot, and that's going to be the next. Uh, that's going to be the next uh, big watch moment. Um. Speaking of big watch moments, and this is why I tell everybody not to get upset about the Wuhan lab and Biden and Trump and all this stuff. It doesn't matter because we're all going to lose to the bees. Anyway, they're taking over. We have actual footage. Credit Rex Chapman on Twitter for this of 
a couple of bees figuring out how to open a bottle of soda. These two bees legitimately tag teamed this bottle of soda and got the cap off so that they can go in there and take a sip. Here's the clip. I'll show it to you right here. Here it is. There's the two bees. You could see one on either side of the cap and they slowly twist the cap. They're working it, working it. And whoop, there it goes. There it goes. Listen, worker bees. Isn't that what they call bees sometimes? Worker bees? Look at them. No. Look at the shit on these. Look at them. Like they legitimately worked together to twist open the cap of a bottle of soda. These are bees. Your daughter still can't open a bottle of water when I loosen the cap. <laughs> and these two bees just open the cap of a soda. I give up. Excellent point. A human three-year-old can't do what these two bees just figured out what to do. That's insane. This is like that first moment when Boston, what is that, Boston Mechanics or whatever that company is, they showed that video of the robot going up to the doorknob and twisting the doorknob open. And I just had that, you had that moment of like, oh shit, it's fucking over. Like when they fucking figure it out, we're done. It's the same moment. The bees and the robots, we're going to take us out. I'm scared of bees. Yeah. Wow. That was, that's pretty awesome. That I'm at the awesome. point now where I am not afraid of aliens. Like I think our only hope against the bees and the robots are the aliens. Like they're going to be the only ones that can save us. From the bees and the robots. Open arms. For real. For reals. All right. Can they take me back to their their planet? I think I'm pretty cool. I would like to go see a different planet. Get away from you. Well, this is a good question. Oh, I never moved the thing. This is a good question. Would you rather be under alien control here in in Earth on Earth, or would you rather them take you back? To their planet and you're just surrounded by nothing but aliens uh, no i just want to go see their place you know have a little vacation and then come back you know you also bring up another good point who's to say the aliens won't enjoy us like what if they're like we can't take over these people they're so wonderful they're they're lovely i really think that aliens are just staying away from us because they can't stand us because we're just a as you know we suck as people, as humans, they're like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck with them. They, they are assholes. Yeah, but I also think again, we could be quite appealing to them because they'd be like, oh, look at all the nice, look at that nice charcuterie board. Perhaps we shouldn't uh, enslave That's these. True. This, this, uh, That's these true. That's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, they they turned the prosciutto into roses. How lovely is that? We can't. Wow. That that is pretty awesome. I, there are some really good things. But I still think they don't want to come near us. Cause yeah, no. Well, we're just we're still getting over that COVID thing too. They probably don't want to. Have yeah, any. they're like, Ugh, they yeah, skeeve us. Yeah, yeah, totally, absolutely. These dirty people don't wash their hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening. Remember to uh, grab some swag over there in the uh, Anthony on Air store. ShopAnthonyOnAir.com can get you there. Or you can go from our website, AnthonyOnAir.com. Got some awesome stuff like that. Uh, that's what she said shirt. Uh, ladies have been loving and buying up the uh, wine glass uh, shirt right there. Um, we've got, of course, the, uh, the coffee uh, cup shirt as well. If you got a coffee lover in your life, um people love the simple designs that we have and uh even if they don't really love the podcast they kind of tend to gravitate towards the shirt any shirt you buy goes ahead and supports the pod so check it out at shopanthonyonair.com appreciate you guys cuddles thank you for filling in thank you for having me it was a pleasure yes now i hold i will say honestly i love you more than the two regular other co-hosts that are here Hey, I love you too. Um, but I love Jay Sabs and I love Uncle Frankie or Frankie C. Well, there was a lot of speculation that Frank's on heroin. Um, and uh, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on it. Like, yeah, again, I can't say that he's not a heroin addict. Okay. 
but it feels like a lot of people on uh, in the comments lately, especially last episode, a lot of accusations that he's uh, he's on that hair on, as they like to say. How has he been friends with you for so long? I'm just saying. There it is right there. Mm. Yeah, let's see. Is Frank on heroin? He keeps wiping his nose. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm still on the... Boy, am I having a good off day today. There's, there you go, everybody. It's watches. allergy season. Do they know what the... Do they want to come and see my truck outside? The pollen? Well, I mean... Kind of, like, these people... That's what most junkies would say, you know. What? It's allergies? Yeah. I mean, if you had a heroin problem, that's what you would say. So, I don't know if he's off copping somewhere or... I, I don't know. I, I don't talk to. bad about Uncle Frankie. <laughs> he deserves a little bit of it. No. Oh, God. I hope... He's missed in love. So is Jay Saps. Love you, J-Sab. All right. Appreciate you guys. Uh, J-Sab's a little, we love J-Sab's a little bit more than Frank, though. Feels like. I'm just trying to start up shit between the two of them. You Ignore me. Ignore me. Um, appreciate you guys. AnthonyDanner.com. All the links and info. Thank you so much. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye, everybody.